Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. As we look at 2023 and the transition to 2024, we're joined by the Premier of Saskatchewan, Premier Scott Moe. Premier, thank you very much uh, for joining us. So, um, questions and, and there's conflict between, certainly between your government and the federal government and the uh, government of Alberta and the federal government will be speaking with Premier Smith tomorrow. But uh, what's your takeaway from COP28, uh, Premier Mo, as well as the ongoing challenges dealing with uh, the combination of Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Gilbo, with still Stephen Gilbo now talking about a cap-and-trade system? What do you, what's your takeaway there? Well, I'd say three things about COP28. One is uh, Saskatchewan had a large presence with a pavilion there, uh, um, and it uh, was really there to share uh, the, the how we produce the products that we do, the food, fuel, and fertilizer. And we produce some of the most sustainable products, and I've said that many times on this show and, and others, uh, that you can find on Earth. And uh, we were there to uh, provide a platform for Saskatchewan industries and people that work in those industries to share their story with over 200 countries. Uh, second, the, the positive of COP28 was uh, for certainly uh, the, uh, the tripling of 24 countries signing on to the tripling of nuclear their nuclear power footprint. That's real action, actually. That is going to reduce emissions, and uh, Saskatchewan has a, a vested interest in that as we uh, mine all of the Canadian uranium that uh, comes from our province, and we're just in the process of commissioning a, a new mine and expanding to whatever degree we can the ones that we have. And, and Saskatchewan now, a Saskatchewan company, is now in the nuclear industry with the uh, with the purchase of Westinghouse Electric. So that would be the positive. Uh, and then I would say the negative is the uh, the two additional um, regulatory actions that the federal government took in the lead up uh, and throughout COP on the oil industry uh, and the comments they made uh, specifically around. Uh, indicating that it's no longer about reducing emissions in the oil industry. It's about uh, phasing that industry out. And uh, they did make some comments with respect to that. Hey, listen, the, 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 the challenge that we have in Canada, the cost of living challenge uh, that we have, we see it every time we fill up a vehicle or go to the grocery store, is based in essentially a number of policies, but I'll, I'll name five. The carbon tax, the... A clean electricity regulation, the clean fuel standard, and now the methane emission cap in the oil industry and the uh, the cap and trade. Uh, there's no other oil industry, oil producing region in the world that has those types of regulatory burdens on them. And it is costing Canadians money uh, each and every time uh, they uh, go to get groceries, fill their vehicle up, or essentially try to balance their, their, their household family income and their books each and every month. It's entirely instilled on us, the inflationary challenges that we have, and I think you're going to see that play out uh, in, in, as a ballot question in the next election. Yeah. Uh, Premier, you just mentioned uh, f- the federal government's intent to phase out the oil and gas industry. Let me take you back to, I think it was 2016. Have a listen. We can't shut down the oil sands tomorrow. Uh, we need to phase them out. We need to manage the transition off of our dependence on fossil fuels. 
Uh, that is going to take time. And in the meantime, we have to manage that transition. So there you go. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a new decision. It's not a new agenda. No, it isn't. And uh, it's, it's been there for some period of time. And in the meantime, uh, what these uh, regulatory uh, measures are doing is uh, pushing up the price of fuel, uh, pushing up the price, the cost of production of our of our food um, and other things that we use, and certainly pushing up the uh, the cost of us to access it through transportation and other. And so it's uh, the inflationary, the, largely the inflationary pressures that we are feeling as, as, as Canadians are self-imposed. Let's come back to the issues of, of your province and particularly Saskatchewan's challenging relationship with the federal government, is there anything, anything at all coming out of this federal government of Mr. Trudeau and uh, Mr. Gilborn? I just played you the clip from 2016 when uh, Justin Trudeau talked about, you know, can't close down the oil sands today, but we need to phase them out. It's the same language they're using in, in 2023. Is there anything coming out of this federal government that appears more conciliatory to Saskatchewan at this time? No. And, uh, you know, if you just look at the last week with uh, the, the methane regulations uh, being committed to in the, in the cap and trade uh, system, name me an, uh, an oil producing area of the world that has not only a carbon tax, but a cap and trade system uh, instilled on it. Never mind uh, the, the, the methane agreement that Saskatchewan had. Saskatchewan companies had met and exceeded uh, the methane agreement that we had with the federal government. No consultation on the, uh, with, uh, with the province. Um, on uh, on these uh, on these regulatory um, announcements that were made in uh, during uh, the the week of the the conference of parties or COP twenty eight, so uh, disappointing, uh, <laughs> you know, to say the least. Um, not surprising, and uh, as I said, the, the, these particular policies won't be enacted until at some point after the next election. Uh, so they will have to run on the cost of living increases that these policies are causing for all Canadian families. And uh, you'll see, we'll see what the outcome of that election is. Uh, in, in the absence of a directional change uh, at the federal level, what you're going to see is at least our province, and I suspect some others, uh, that that will challenge each and every one of these regulations as they come out because. Uh, the, the, the federal government doesn't have the the constitutional authority uh, to uh, change how or if we are developing our natural resources. It's entirely under the provincial authority as per the Constitution. And so uh, yet another overreach or attempted overreach. We'll see how that goes um, and we'll see if it even withstands the next federal election. Mm. Uh, might we see, as we look ahead to the next year, to 2024, might we see the Saskatchewan First legislation come into play directly? Yes, I'm, I'm quite certain you will see the Saskatchewan First Act come into play in uh, in 2024. Uh, there's uh, like the clean electricity standard. We've been, you know, very clear. Um, not us, but our Saskatchewan Power uh, utility has been very clear as to what the additional costs are on Saskatchewan residents for us to even attempt to. Although we can't uh, achieve uh, what they have set out in their their regulatory targets, or the targets that they have in the regulatory package that they've brought forward. So you'll see uh, the Saskatchewan first act, I think, in action at some point in time in 2024. We're just working through what that might look like, and our Justice Minister will uh, have more to add on that in uh, in the weeks ahead, I, was, I would suspect. And as far as the carbon tax is concerned, come January 1, what happens in Saskatchewan? 
It comes off natural gas uh, in Saskatchewan that is used for heating our homes. And it's also going to come off on a, on a percentage basis the, uh, uh, those folks that heat their homes with electrical heat as well as we own both the, uh, the natural gas uh, provider and we own the, uh, uh, the power company as well. And so uh, we're going to remove that just like uh, it's being removed for Atlantic Canadians off their home heating bills. Okay, Premier, I'd like to ask you also this question, please. Your thoughts on the extradition of the Indian truck driver who crashed his rig into the bus carrying the Humboldt Broncos. Uh, We had a discussion about this the other morning on our Toronto radio station, AM640. What are your feelings about the extradition? Anytime I I see or hear a uh, story on 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 the extradition, my my thoughts go immediately to the parents of the family. So, um, the, the the court process will play out uh, for for this individual, and that will be uh, what it is. Um, but each and every time there is a a media story, a national media story, or, or whatever that is, I, I I just can't imagine the uh, the, the revisiting of. of of um, the most tragic uh, loss uh, in these families' lives that they have to go through uh, each and every time. These are families that are not trying to work through. I don't think you can work through uh, the loss of a a child and a loved one, Um, but to to move forward in some way. And each and every time uh, this comes up, I I think it uh, just makes that even more challenging. And so when I see a story, um, I stop and say a short prayer for each of the families that were impacted uh, in such a such a tragic way okay. by, on that fateful day. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 